Hi guys, so we're back with Kevin P. Mine, and today we're just doing a quick Q&A with Kev and we're going to go to some topics. This one, Kev, is about that transitional period in your life. So mm. if you could be so gracious as to share your story with us, yeah. uh, we just want to know what was that real uh, massive lifestyle impact that's taken you on your journey, if you can sum that up for us. Yeah, okay. Um, this is, you know, sometimes I get emotional talking about this, but this is... Uh... I remember in, it was pre-2008 and I was working for a major retail, a major retailer on Oxford Street and I was a store manager making good money, um, real good money. You know, my hours were were sort of like 12-hour shifts. Um, but the reward was, you know, when I talk about the byproduct of all of that hard work was being paid really well. Um, Commission-based and then... You know, the 2008 crash takes place around the world and I'm thinking, okay, cool, I'm on commission, but you know what, I'll be fine because I'll make it work because I'm driving and I'm leading. You know, and sometimes you, you think that's going to be all right, but it's there's a difference between making excuses and life actually happening, you know, and, and this was one of those instances of life, life is happening now. Um, and I went from earning five, six grand a month, which was awesome at the time. I was quite young to earning about 1,200 quid a month. I remember thinking it'll be all right every day, thinking, yeah, next month. And then the, the month gets passed and we, we hit 70% of the target. Therefore, none of us hit our bonuses. Commission was awful and then so on and so on. That went on for about five, six months. Of course, by then, you know, my my savings went down to virtually nothing. And I say virtually nothing. I probably had enough to probably carry us through for about three months. But every day I remember, I remember coming home. So I would be up. So so what happened then as well is as things got worse and worse, I would get into work earlier and earlier and leave later and later. And at that time, Milan and Cece, they were really young. Um, so I wouldn't see them. You know, I would basically leave super early in the morning when everyone was still asleep. And I'd come back late at night when they were, they were sleeping. So Emma and I had literally about an hour in the nighttime together. Mm. Um, but before I got home, what would happen is I would sit in the car. So it, it was a two hour journey there, a two hour journey back, 12 hour shift sort of thing. And I would come, come back and wait in the car by the train station and just sort of breathe it out thinking, Jesus, this is this is tough, right? Um, and it's a lonely world. It's a lonely place when you things are not going well. You're not sure who to turn to. And this is another reason why it got me into coaching and helping people that feel like this. But so then, pull up outside the house. I remember it's snowing. I remember this like yesterday. And I remember, and this happened quite a few times. But this particular time, you know, I was literally crying in the car. You know, not sobbing. Just literally, your your eyes are welling up, and you're feeling like crap. Thinking at what point, and again, working for a company that does not care. They, they raised, actually what they did was they raised the target even higher because they were desperate for, to, to drive their workers to work harder. Um, sat in the car and I just thought, and I'm crying and I'm by myself thinking, I'm actually broke. I've At this point, I've got a couple of months now and I need to make a decision on what we're doing here. And... I remember going inside saying, okay, cool, I need to talk to Emma. Because at this point, Emma had no idea why things were tough. She had no idea that we were in a difficult predicament. And previous to that, I remember her 
a couple of days before and this is what also hit home was she brought the kids and then literally dumped them on the table sorry to work dumped them on the table and said these are your children do you remember them sort of thing mm. you know and the kids are running about in the shop and I was like you know I always say to clients you can be you can be 100% at work and what's guaranteed is you'll be one of the most dedicated workers or one of the most best people or best businessmen or businesswomen around but something will give and you would not you would guaranteed you would not be if you got kids and not not a very good father or mother right because mm-hmm. all your focus is on something else however if you focus on your kids 100% of the time what's going to give you'd be one of the best dads or mums around but business wise your business will whether you're working for someone or not working for yourself you, that's going to give and you're not going to do really well so you've got to find that balance and at that point i wasn't finding balance so when emma brought the kids and i thought jesus and you know what when she did that i remember like not even paying them much attention because i was still focused on making more money to, to mm. sort of get to that target which is unrealistic as well um so yeah back to the cost i sat there and i'm thinking and i've done this probably 12 times now i'm sat there thinking how oh, the hell what do i do and i'm crying and i'm thinking oh my god and i go inside and i said to her look you know things are tough um i'm working more hours than i can think of and the results not changing so i'm actually a bit crazy right now um what 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 do you think if we were to take the kids and go to trinidad for a year right but I, I need a few months to set this thing up, right? And there's this reason f- for this. Um, and I remember her turning to me and saying, well, if we're going to do this, she's like, yeah, sure, game on, let's do it. But there's one caveat to this whole thing. And if we're going to do it, we're doing it now. Mm. I was like, wow, because, you know, it's that whole procrastinating. I need to make sure it's perfect. Mm. You know, it's it's never going to be perfect to so just do it sort of thing. Um, and I remember thinking, Jesus, like the the boldness of that statement to say, you know, where we're going to do it now if we're going to do it. So it was almost like the accountability sort of shifted to, okay, cool, we've got to do this now. There's some urgency behind that. And the release of, of stress, mate, that just had me thinking, you know what, the current situation I'm in is not real. So, you know, I'm sleepwalking here and there's options. You know, there's so many options. And one of the options that I never actually thought about properly was I can leave this company. I can leave the country. Um, yeah, you know, they're all difficult and it stretches you. But like I said, the release of that was amazing. And, and what we did was we we packed everything up, used the credit card to pay for a lot of those things. Um, I went out to Trinidad for a, a week before everyone, maybe two weeks didn't have a job mm. found a job um with converse the shoe company as a regional manager started off as a store manager uh, found a place to to live all within two weeks um and then emma came across with the kids and then of course everything else is history you know i worked my way through changing the sort of culture and I, when i say changing that with cultures don't change unless you've got support and help and you influence other people to understand what you're trying to build, take them on the journey, not drag them. Um, and the culture at Converse changed massively. Um, and then the opportunity of Boss came up where they were looking for a young leader 
who can have some sort of culture shift and culture change. They're looking for really massive changes at their company as well. Um, and then, like I said, the rest is history. But just going back to that, that one moment in the car and at that point thinking there's no way out here. And when there's no way out, I'm now going to have to tell Emma, you know, that there's no way out. I don't know what to do. The only thing I could think of, I said, I think was I need to, um, you know, I need to maybe, maybe we leave the country. But what's interesting, you know, the 11 times before that was sitting in that car and feeling alone, mm. you know, and I know we spoke about, you know, what motivates you to talk to people and help them. That, that motivates me. The people who feel like that or worse or slightly better and feel like they've got no one to reach out to. Um, you know, yeah. that that's what really motivates me. We know that there are people that today will go home and they'll be stressed out. They'll be in a bad situation. They'll not know where to turn mm. or what to do. And I think one thing that a lot of people uh, grow up with is the idea that you have to be secure. You have to have a steady job. You have to keep hold down that nine to five but you were a risk taker. You moved mm. to another country. You put it all on the line. And, you know, yeah. you were you well prepped for that. You're a very smart, skilled individual who knows what they're doing and can get, you know, the, the right type of job and provide for your family, which is great. What advice do you give to those people struggling right now that are finding it really hard, that feel alone, there's no way out? What's your advice to them on encouraging them on the correct next steps to take i think there's two things so the first thing is whatever you think currently is your right so if you think you're not going to do something you're right because you won't do it and if you think you can then you're right because you will you know and i said i mentioned earlier if you look for signs if you think you're going to fail in whatever you do you're going to look for signs daily of failure and then you're going to say there you go i've cemented that that's true you've sort of you know tick that off as a as a guarantee that I've failed, right? Um, so if you if you think you're going to fail throughout the day, you look for signs of failure. You know, the thing is, it's almost like... It, so it's... I remember thinking once, you're standing... So the best metaphor, <laughs> metaphor again, you're on this clifftop and you're like, jump, it's time to jump, and your intuition. So you mentioned like we always taught, like we need to know, right? And when we were younger, we just did stuff because it felt good. Um, and that's your intuition, your inner voice, you know, your captain, crew, whatever you want to call it. And that's your voice of, um, let's use intuition because everyone says that. But as you get older, it's like, well, we need to know for sure if this is going to work. Have we done the research into it? Where does it say that? How does that work, right? Yeah, sure. Um, we, we don't want to jump off a cliff unless we know that there's a nice big sort of uh crew ready to receive us take us yeah we're not going to get hurt right when we yeah. jump off <laughs> yeah safety net right yeah i need a safety net before i jump and, yeah uh, i want it trialed and i want to see the certificate that someone else has done it first but possibly mm. i think that's a massive thing you know when you know someone else did it and they didn't you know have a horrific like backlash from doing it okay now it's my turn yeah i think it's very hard to be the person that goes i don't know anyone that's done this but this is what i'm going to do this is the plan and what you did, you know, there, you, you moved country, you, mm. you set up, then the wife and kids came across after, you know, and you took that massive, massive 
leap of faith. How did it feel doing that? Did you feel like you were jumping off the cliff, not knowing if there was a safety net there? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So, so it's like I remember thinking when we were doing it, when I was going first. I remember the, the couple of nights before I left. You're standing at the top of this cliff and you're about to jump, and you know intuition saying jump. Trust me, it's fine. I promise you. Trust me. There's a safety net. There's something there. And then the voice of self-doubt, which, you know, we'll discuss at some point, is telling you, you're crazy. Just keep working for this company. You're good. At least you're in a first world country and it's easy and, you know, you can find another job. And that's just the voice of, oh, you're going to jump and you're going to fail. And what next? You're taking two kids to another country. Are you crazy? Um, And there's two things there. Once you make that leap, so intuition, there's a difference between that and the other voice of self-doubt, of course. When I jumped, it was almost like as I was falling you know, I got wings or, or there was a net that came out. I felt like I just developed wings and started to fly. Um, but once you make that decision, it's still not going to be easy. Mm. You know, once I got there, it wasn't like, okay, cool, let's go to the beach and relax. You know, the minute I landed, CVs were ready, prepped to go and the work now kicks in. Mm. Relentless emails to companies saying, this is what I do, this is who I am, this is how I can help you. Um, I've researched a company in X, Y, and Z. Um, it's the behavior that then kicks in. The amount of no's I got before I got that one yes mm. in those two weeks was crazy. Mm. I had at least 50 companies say, no, not interested. I had another 100 that didn't even respond. Mm. And it's just that continuous pursuit of this has to work. You know, it has to work. There's, there's no other option. Whether I get a job now or in three weeks, I need to get a job before my money runs out. Mm. And then you start to, again, you go through the process. My mindset's right. I'm doing the right things. I know this is going to work. I just know it. My intuition is telling me this is the right move. So just to simplify it, when you feel like, you know, there's something not quite right, explore that. What is that feeling? The next step is if you've decided that your your intuition's right and you need to make some sort of movement, understand that it's not going to be as straightforward as you think it is. Mm. And it's that that daily, moment by moment, um, self-awareness to know oh, that voice of self-doubt is now talking to me. Shut up. I'm not listening to you. Drown it out. Off I go again. Mm. Because it's easy to give up. It's mm. so easy just to give up. And it's difficult to keep going. It's the most mm. difficult thing to do is to keep going and to push and to push and to get to where you want to be. We could have stayed in England and I certainly wouldn't be coaching now. Mm. mentoring motivation sort of stuff so yeah yeah well it's great that you uh took the risk and, and you know it, it paid off massively because of your hard work dedication mm. and making sure that you were on your journey man so thanks very much for sharing that i hope that's really really helped anyone that's listened to this that's thought to themselves i'm in that situation yeah what, what do i do now um because it's great hearing success stories think especially these days online everyone throws out failure everyone throws out when other people haven't done well and it's nice to actually hear something different and hear that someone has done it and it's worked and it could be you so if you're in that situation and you're listening to this um get in touch you know send over we're on website we're on all social media platforms yeah you know get in touch talk to us um send us something and, and we'll see what we can do to help yeah, and I think that's the whole reason I had put, you know, everyone's got their name at their their company. So like Kev at Kevin P. Martin. The whole reason behind ready at kevinpmartin.com is are you really ready? Mm. And if you're ready, then reach out to us. So that's why it's ready at kevinpmartin.com. 
I love it. All right. Thanks, Kev. Thanks very much for sharing Cheers, this. Mate. Much appreciated. Thank Anytime. you. Anytime. Cool.